Hi, Tezel. It's Azura. And it's Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Cleverties. We are back on the set, but we are very sad today because our dear Hazy is in a screen. I am devastated. Oh, Usually, she's on my right. Today, I have a plan on my right. As well. <laughs> Hazy. But you know what? Amidst tough times, I think we are doing all that we can to keep each other safe. And I'm very, very sure this won't be for long. But I'm safe and I'm healthy, okay? So, don't need to worry. That's right. That's the most important thing. Now, today, we're going to be talking about something that we had purposely dressed up for. That's you right. see, Hazy, show us your shirt. Baby, Baby girl, girl. <laughs> Baby girl. We're talking What's about your name. <laughs> let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. Okay, T Pain, <laughs> calm down. But today we're talking about babies and more specifically something called social egg freezing. And this episode is a lot more than just that. We're also going to talk about the notion of having a biological clock. So very briefly to the floor, yes or no, are you concerned about having a ticking biological clock? Hazy, what do you think? Yes, of course. You know, it used to be my dream to be married by, say, like 28, have a kid by 28, 29-ish. But it clearly isn't happening. You and still honestly, got one year, sometimes uh. it worries me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I actually had the same thought as well. Like, in my notes here, I wrote kids by 26 but I am 26 this year so it's definitely so not it's go happening. time yeah. no it's not happening I have no ring on my finger but I, I'm concerned because I always hear the notion that younger is better to have kids all my friends that have kids they told me labour when you're younger is smoother with less complications so I would say yes but we'll get into it a bit more later what about you? Um, yes and no. Yeah, I think um, I'm a bit less concerned to be honest because I'm a bit more like, you know, it happens, it happens, can, can on, you know, like, but I think it's pressure from people as well telling you like, oh, you should try and have your first kid before 30. The body is different after 30. So that kind of things, I think it scares me a little bit. Mm. I see, I see. Okay, let's set the stage here, right? Mm. For those that don't know, actually, I learned a lot. Reading the notes for today's mm. session. A woman is actually born with a finite number of eggs. Okay. Okay. So it continuously depletes over time, and we're actually most fertile well now mm. and in our early thirties, mm. late twenties, early thirties, right? After which the quality of your egg actually decreases, mm. and the possibility of having children it does get a bit harder, a bit more complicated as well. But I don't think it has to be this way. So today on Hush Podcast, let's talk about fertility, social egg freezing, and how this actually affects our family, our life, and our career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, first up, why are we concerned or not concerned for Zura? You know about our ticking biological clock. Ah, uh, you know what? I used to have some friends. They are a bit older than me, and they they tried to conceive at the age of say maybe thirty seven, thirty eight, and they had such a hard time. And looking at them, I feel that. I don't want to go through that. You know what I mean. As much as I respect them for for trying so hard, mm. and you know, the more they want to have a kid, the more they stress themselves out, and the more they are not able to to conceive. And this is a cycle, and then they get even more stressed out. So there are many many problems that come with giving birth above the age of thirty five. I think there are many veteran actresses in the industry as well um, who only gave birth after thirty five, and we have heard them talk about their stories. I think Hui Fang Jie is one of them. Hong mm. Hui Fang, um, she has many times talked about how difficult it is to conceive after the age of um thirty five. And I think this is worrying for me because right now I don't even have a partner. And after I find a partner, we have to date for like a few years, get married, and maybe you no know, spend some time together, just the both of us before. We try for a kid, 
and by then how old would I be? Even after my first kid, would I still be able to conceive my second one? Like how old would I be? That's why I think this is a very, very huge concern to all women lah, especially people in our industry. Hazy, but you, you have a long line of suitors as we always say. I know you're waiting for Tom Holland. Correct. I know, but... But you think you can fight Zendaya or not? He's attached lah, maybe. <laughs> who, who, who? Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Tom Holland, I wait. No problem. I freeze my eggs and I wait. Okay. <laughs> there we go. But I actually agree with the same thing where she was saying, you know, a lot of uh, actors have come out, a lot of people in the public eye, um, they actually have kids much later than mm. how you traditionally mm. would. But I feel like that normalises it for me as well. Correct. I see them having kids later and I think, actually, what's so wrong about that? Correct. Mm. Because I think when I was younger, I used to think like, oh, um, you gotta have kids before like 35, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then now you see people around you having kids at like 37, 38, and you're like, oh, then you start thinking, oh, it's possible. Correct. But I yeah. think sometimes it makes you forget that, you know, it's more risky, it's harder as well. So I think we've got a lot to unpack today. Yeah, my own mom actually had me when she was in her 30s. Ah, so I think because too. of that, I didn't feel like the pressure, oh, in the, my 20s, I have to. It's more of, that's what I wanted for my future. Correct. It's not happening. Let's let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> so what about you, Zura? Um, In terms of whether you've considered having children before the age of 30. I mean, mm. you're married. Mm. What do you think? Um, so, I'm married. <laughs> I got married at 25. So, that would have left me with plenty of time by ride, right? I mean, I guess, I don't know if people expected me to have kids quite immediately or anything like that, but it ain't happening. <laughs> and initially, honestly, at that point, I thought, okay, maybe two years. I'm at two years now. I'm going... Okay, maybe another two. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's a concern as well because let's say I want the option of having more than one. Yeah. And if let's say I want three, and I don't want to have them in succession, right? So I would want to space it out maybe two or three years. That means it's nine years for the entire thing for three. And if I, let's say now, I'm not ready and I start at 30, I'll be 39 eh. Yeah. When I'm trying to have my last kid, will I still be able to at that point? I don't know. So it feels like, wow, well, if I want to work that way, right? And then means I have to start now. But I'm not ready yet. Mm. Uh. That's the reality for a lot of people. And I think that with, you know, more technology coming in to help us, we might not have to feel this pressure. Mm. But let's unpack this pressure yeah. first and foremost, right? Where do you guys think this comes from? Hazy, what do you think? Maybe being in Asia, being in a country like Singapore, Maybe if we have traditional parents, you know, they would always want us to give birth because they think it's easier for us. And, you know, while they are fit and healthy, they can help us to take care of our kids. Mm, um. So I think this is where the pressure is coming from. Um, from society, on my end though, I think not so much. Not as high as the pressure coming from the family. What do you girls think? Well, I think um, our producer actually put in a really good note that this really stems from how a woman's self-worth is tagged to her marital status. Mm. And it's traditionally been, you know, a patriarchal society where yeah. if you're not married, like you're worthless. That's what people used to say Correct. when you're young, right? Uh, in the past, I guess. And it's more of a social conditioning that we feel yeah. this pressure, yeah. right? But is it really something that we have to face in our lifetime? Mm. For me, right, I feel like, okay, because my mom had me slightly later as well, she gave off to me when she was 33. Mm. So growing up, everybody's mothers were younger than mine. Ah. ah. And people with, and because my friends were a lot older, right, so my older friends had moms around the same age as mine. 
And so I always thought like, eh? Oh, okay. So she had me a bit later. But, you know, maybe the norm is that you have it a bit earlier. So I grew up thinking, oh, maybe I should have my kids a bit earlier. Then I have more time, that kind of thing. Oh, but right now I'm at a place where, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> She's like, Oop. okay, but then you talked about how other people would view that decision as well, right? Like relatives and stuff like that, how society would judge you. Mm. I think that when it comes to freezing of eggs, right, a lot of people think, oh, if a woman wants to freeze her eggs, she wants to focus on her career. But there are so many reasons, reasons. why you would want to freeze your eggs, and it's not just that. And it her eggs, let her do what she wants with them. <laughs> I mean, you can choose your eggs, like scrambled, scrambled sunny, side sunny side up. up. You have that choice. We can have that choice too. <laughs> no, but then actually I read a study online. It is very similar to Hazel's reason for why she thinks that, you know, um, she might have kids later in mm. life. It's because they have no partner at this point of mm. time. It's not just mm. about career. Majority mm. of women said, it's because I don't have someone right now. Right. Who am I going to go have a kid with? Yeah. Right, Hazy? For sure, and we always want to make sure that when we find our other half, right, he is the one who, who is responsible, committed to this relationship. Even though we, we won't even have a kid with that person. But I think one of the members of our Clever team brought up a very good point. Her name is um, A, let's name her A. Okay. Um, she says that she's not worried because we can still get pregnant until our very last period, which mm. is 40 or 50s. Uh, like Mara Curie, she got pregnant in the 40s. And I think, hey, this is a valid point. I never thought of it this way before. Mariah. That's true, that's true. And um, actually, but okay, on the opposing side, right, we have a producer who is pregnant now. Hashi! Hashi! But she actually said, I wasn't very concerned until I got pregnant and I found out all the complications that could happen if you have kids when you're older, which makes sense too. I remember a friend having a kid uh, maybe last year when she was about late 30s, 37, 38. And she has had um, other kids before that when she was younger. So I remember that when you're pregnant at that sort of age, they make you go through more tests, more um, like blood tests and things like that. Uh, more checkups as well because I think there's a lot of worries surrounding it. And they always emphasize, like the doctors will always say like, it's a higher risk there's more complications to it there's a higher risk to down syndrome as well and things like that so they're always very worried the doctors mm. and hence i think that's right. the kind of thing that you might have to deal with um expecting at a later age i think i mentioned this previously on the show before there was this chinese um singer her name is vivian xu xu ruoxuan she married a singaporean i believe she only found this guy uh, past her 40s so mm. you know when she started to like bear a kid for this guy she she went through so much you know that included being confined to her bed for 142 days like oh. she couldn't leave a bed and she received more than 300 injections just to oh. stabilize the fetus in in her womb like, that is a lot like, she, she went through a lot to conceive a baby that sounds very very tough oh. like, to be honest and mm. um the thing is that this whole concept of having kids as well, right? I mean, it's really what is best for you. And we have a producer who said, I'm not really concerned because at the moment I have different priorities. If I can't have babies in the future, I'll just have a few more doggos. <laughs> Good yes. idea. Also can. <laughs> also can, exactly. Okay, but the thing is that we're talking about social egg freezing, right? This is something that is very common in a lot of countries. Yep. But it's actually banned in Singapore. From what I understand, you need 
to have a certain underlying medical condition or a valid reason to even get your eggs freeze. And what is the reason behind that? Yeah, I think there are a lot of different stakeholders in this. So mm. we're not going to pinpoint one exactly, but it's currently banned and only available to those with medical needs, such as um, those who have to undergo chemotherapy mm. because it will affect their fertility, right? So they're allowed to freeze it before they go through okay. chemo and stuff like that. Um, but because it's not available to like healthy women yeah. who have no valid reason, yeah. A lot of Singaporean women actually travel overseas to, to freeze them there. Correct. And it's risky, it's expensive, there's so much additional costs involved and all that. But you can also think of it in the big picture. As a nation, we're trying to push our fertility rate, birth rate higher. Don't you think that maybe with allowing it to happen, egg freezing, that might aid? in the fertility rate going up because if I don't want it now or let's say people like Hazel for example you know she's 27 she needs time to find somebody she needs time to decide if he's the one if he's not the one and she has to find somebody else that's a couple more years and she wants kids yeah but if this option is not available to her it's gonna make it harder for her so she wants to contribute to the number of like kids in Singapore but a lot of freeze air. So it will come sometime, hazy. but not now. How many kids do you want to contribute to the birth rate in Singapore? Mm. Two can already. <laughs> la. two. I okay. do my part. Stop yeah, just two. two enough. Stop it too. <laughs> but this, uh, this is a very good point that Zua brought out because, you know, there's actually a very credible study done last year that shows that fewer than 10% of women actually use their eggs after freezing them. So, you see, the 90% of women, they actually chose to freeze their eggs, but they didn't end up using them at all. Okay, so it's more of like a precautionary and you know you have insurance. Like they always say, right, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yep. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah, put some in the bank, put some inside your womb. Oh, sorry, your ovaries. <laughs> your ovaries. Okay, so I'll touch on a bit more about the landscape in Singapore okay. surrounding egg freezing, okay? I think um, one of the ministries is afraid that it could lead to women delaying marriage because let's say you know that you have insurance policy, yeah. your eggs are in there. Then you're like, oh, okay, I wait for a few more years, you know, yeah. uh, let me focus on other things at this moment. But I think you need to think of the flip side as well. What if they are not ready? Exactly. You force them to have kids and that's why divorce rates are so high. Exactly. I was about to touch on this ah. because have you not heard of because I have heard like personal stories from people I know who I'm not saying that they settled but when they hit a certain point in their life and they feel the need to rush even though they're not 100% sure of the person but they feel the need to like hey, you know what he's not bad it's not fantastic but it's not bad and I'm running out of time mm. so go long no, because they don't have this option. Exactly. And actually, in just this year, in February and July, there were a lot of uh, stakeholders trying to raise mm. this issue in Parliament mm. to kind of rethink its policy on social egg freezing. Ms. Cheng Li Hui from Tampanese GRC actually argued that under the existing circumstances, right, women have to go overseas and they have to you know, bear the risk, bear the costs of doing that. Mm. Why not have it here where our... Medical technology is so advanced. Yeah. I think quite recently as well, um, AWARE, okay. the organisation, I think they have released a statement um, trying to urge the Singapore government to reconsider this because the notion of it or the basis of it is that they should be given a choice, that women should be given a choice with what they want to do with their eggs. So I think the government is also expected to give a response in black and white by the end of the year. So there's one thing for sure that we know we can look forward to. But... Girls, what do you think? Do you think you want egg freezing to be legal here in Singapore for all women? 
I think it you know, would be an option I would consider. And I do think that maybe we should relook into this because at the end of the day, with a lot of things, right, you know, um, things like control over your body and things like that, you should have that. Mm. Yeah, and this is part mm. of your body and your life as well. And I, I do understand that maybe, you know, they don't want people to delay marriage, that if you know that you have that backup, that insurance, you would take your time. But I think it could... The reverse could happen as well. Mm. Yeah, because people might want kids, just not now. And you give them this option, you will your numbers will rise, lah. Maybe not now, but maybe later. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I might consider it. Maybe not for like now, but for my later children, if I choose to have them and I'm a bit older. Got early children and late children. Got early okay. children and late children. Easy. What about you? Would you consider? You know what, I've been thinking about what I mentioned just now about the credible study that showed that fewer than 10% of women use their eggs after freezing them. Yeah. I was thinking about the 90% of women. I think what could have happened or may have happened could be that, you know, they chose to freeze their eggs, but they ended up getting pregnant the natural way. Mm-hmm. So, like what Jeremy mentioned just now, this could be like a precautionary measure kind of thing. I do feel like it's helpful for women to have this option. But, you know, in the end, if you end up not using the eggs that you froze, it's actually good for you as well. Like if you get pregnant the natural way, I think this opens up a lot more doors for women. And I think I would prefer for that to be legal in Singapore. Not saying that I would want my eggs frozen. I, I haven't thought about that in detail yet. But it could be a good opportunity or like a good kind of time breather for many women out there. Mm, I hear you, I hear you. I think personally for me, I'm not in a rush mm. and I, I'm i not considering egg freezing right now because I feel like as much as possible, I would want to conceive naturally. Of course. The only reason why I would in a few years is because, okay, so my, my PT actually told me, right, mm. the health of the baby is dependent on the health of, you know, the egg and the sperm mm. at the time of conception, okay. not at the time of birth. Right. So that just means that if my eggs are healthier now, mm. not saying I lead a very healthy lifestyle, uh, but if they're slightly healthier now, yeah. then it would give the baby the best fighting chance. Yeah. So that would be the main reason. But mm. right now, I don't think I would, if it were available in Singapore, I don't think I would go and freeze my eggs. Maybe okay. when I'm 30. But I think there are a lot of reasons why people would not want to get their eggs freeze. Mostly, there's a lot of naysayers out there that would kind of judge your opinion. Lah. As much as we want to say like, oh, we live in an inclusive society, right? Sorry, I don't understand why. Eh? Oh, like what would people say like, oh, you freeze your eggs, you know, you never conceive naturally. Why don't you just, you know, do it the normal way? Da, no da, da. problem, la. hello! <laughs> There, there really are risks um, if you conceive a child through a frozen egg. Mm. There's increased risk for both mother and child due to pregnancy at a large age. This is nothing to do with the egg. It just has to do with your age because you are older, right? Mm. And your maybe your body, your immune system is weaker and all that kind of thing. And the rate of successful completion from frozen eggs is actually quite low. Mm. 4.5% to 12%. I think that's a very, very low percentage. So I don't think these naysayers are are wrong completely, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's also a very expensive procedure. Uh, just across the border in Malaysia, it costs $5,000 to get the procedure done. And the storage fees, uh, 1000 RM per year. I tell you, I just go to store hub uh, and I just ran a locker. <laughs> just chuck it in there. You got freezer at home? <laughs> My egg was thaw, yeah. Mm. No, but it, that's in Malaysia. In Australia, it costs 11000 Singapore dollars for the procedure alone. Alright, okay, so that means, right, that 
whether you freeze your eggs or not, that conceiving at a later age is still a problem. Mm. Whether you freeze your eggs or not, you still have to try and, you know, conceive as early as possible, right? So those people that are saying, oh, it will delay them having kids. But how much can we yeah. delay for, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. I'm a bit scared now. I think there are arguments on both sides, but I did want to bring up... Okay, there's an organisation, I'm not going to name them, but they have said that performing these procedures, egg freezing on healthy people, is ethically questionable. They're a religious organisation. Okay. But then they also said, along with egg freezing, um, abortion also cannot. Aesthetic surgery, uh, plastic surgery also cannot. Because you're healthy, uh, why you need to go and do your nose? Because my problem, nah, no man. What do you think about this, Hazy? Like, if they say, you know, aesthetic surgery and egg freezing are all under the same category. Coming from their standpoint, right, they call this practice a selfish act because it sees career as more important than anything else, right? So we can't blame this this group of people for thinking what they think, but we also can't blame people who put their career ahead of anything else because it's our lives and we choose to live it the way we want. So I think to each his own, uh, definitely. If you feel like you're comfortable paying that amount of money to get your eggs frozen, whether or not you use it in the end is ultimately your choice. I think, you know, if you have some sort of concern or fear, whether it's career or not, whatever the reason is, right, for you to delay having children, um, I don't think the reason is a problem. So, you know, them saying that it's a selfish act or whatever it is, I don't think the reason is a problem. Because if you look at it, that means that these people, this woman, they know the weight of having a child. Yep. And they probably want to be as ready as possible, as stable as possible, um, emotionally, mentally, maybe financially, before they raise a child, which means that they know the gravity of it as compared to just diving head in into it. Mm. Mm. Or like having a kid to save your marriage, which Correct. we've heard, you know, one too many times. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the, I would say one of the positive arguments yeah. of social egg freezing. And I also read online that by having this, well, by having this insurance policy, mm. right, your whole approach to family building is different because you go in without that pressure of like, oh, my time is running out. Yeah. Then you go in with like, okay, I'm, I really want to open my heart, open my mind and find someone that's right for me yeah. and will stick it through with me. Mm. And you're not like settling like Correct. what Zura said earlier mm. on as well. So those are some of the, I would say, benefits yeah yeah it could on be on the positive, positive side. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. So do you girls think that this ban should be lifted here in Singapore? I've always been of the opinion that it's your body, your choice. And I was very, very, honestly, very disappointed to find out that in Texas, this is really huge news recently, they just banned abortions for six weeks and up. Most women don't even know that they're pregnant Mm. at six weeks because Mm. that's just two weeks from your last period. Mm. It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you a crazy story. Mm. A friend of mine only found out she was pregnant. Seven months into it lah. Seven months! How can that be? Did she think that she gained a lot, a lot of weight? I don't know. I honestly cannot understand until today. I honestly cannot understand. But I, we've seen stories where they like squat on the toilet and they thought they have a stomach ache, right? Then Which they is nuts, right? Birth a baby. Have you guys and read? And the baby just came out. <laughs> that's nuts, that's nuts. But oh. no, but that further, uh, you know, reinforces the argument that at six weeks, yeah. there's no way. So yeah. that's very disappointing and I'm very thankful that in Singapore, Abortion is legal. Mm. Mm. But for this, I think we could take it a step further and lift the ban. But Hazy, what do you feel? I feel that way as well. I think to each his own. If this person makes her choice to freeze her eggs, she's willing to pay the amount of money, she's willing to uh, commit to this, then why not? Mm. I think 
from a okay, if I think of it from a maybe government standpoint or you know just nation building and things like that, I do feel like maybe they're looking at it from a standpoint where they want things more instant, where they want things more less risky and like oh, just eliminate the option and you won't have to deal with that problem. Oh, understandable oh, from that viewpoint. Yeah. But I do feel like maybe opening up your options as the individual would bring you benefits in future. Encourage more people to, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Without that pressure, you might feel mm. a bit more ready. Divorce rates might go down. Yeah. Who knows? Honestly. Who knows? So on that note, how do you think we can change people's perception of freezing their eggs? Mm. Well, I think that firstly, talking about it is very important mm. and not making it such like a taboo, taboo mm. thing. Actually, I've never asked my mom, but let me go ask my mom when I get home. Like, if ever I wanted to freeze my eggs, what would you do? Right. Right. Oh, actually, oh, this- oh. I never thought of it from a societal point of view because I never understood, right? Yeah. Because it's always been, oh, my life, my choice, my body, my choice. And I do feel like that should be how it is as well. Yeah, so I never really thought about, oh, what would people say? I actually found it quite bizarre that mm. people, you know, have negative perceptions of it. Mm. But mm. I do feel like, you know... Actually, me- I, I'm oh. just picturing this in my head. What if I told my mom this, you know, that I wanted to freeze my eggs? I can almost immediately picture her saying, no. Why? Because this is not the conventional way of people doing things. This is not the conventional way of women doing things. And being traditional Asian parents, if it's not conventional, if it's unconventional, then don't go for it because people will judge you for it. I mean, this is what society and maybe the elder generation thinks, I'm I'm supposing. What do you think your mom would say, Jamie? Honestly, my mom has pretty much let me do whatever I want in my life. (laughs) I think she might be disapproving, but if given the chance to argue rationally, mm, she mm. might understand as well. Mm. But I really think this is linked to the bigger picture where are women only good for birthing kids? Is that all we're good for? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, we have so much other things in our life mm. and there are tons of women that don't want to have kids. There's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think there's one thing that I am reminded of, which is people are afraid of what they don't understand. Ah. Ah. So maybe, maybe this is exactly like maybe IVF 20 years ago. Yeah. Where people didn't understand what was going on. They were afraid of it. They would just stay away from it. But because it's become a norm now, um, society even encourages it. So maybe, you know, with time, people Mm. will understand that actually there's nothing wrong with this, that it might even bring benefits. It just... If anything at all, it's just a security blanket that opens up your options. So there shouldn't be negative connotations attached to it. Mm. But maybe we need time. So, interesting story. I have a friend who conceived a kid via IVF. Mm. And we've been talking about it, right? Until the kid was born. The kid is maybe like three, four years old. And we still are talking about this. So one fine day, she came to me and said, Oh, can you please not talk about like how my kid was conceived in front of him? Because I don't want him to feel like he's weird. So... This is very interesting because the kid was brought to earth via IVF, but yet the mother doesn't want the kid to know about it because she's afraid of what the kid would think. But, you know, I think it's it's, it's fully normal. It's okay. Oh. You gave him life, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter via what method, la, you yeah. know? I think it's great that a lot of, you know, mom influencers mm. are sharing openly about their journey. Yeah. Like, ah, I conceived through IVF. Yeah. Let me tell you about the difficulties, yeah. the benefits and all that. Yeah. It normalises it and it 
tells younger females as well, hey, you don't just have to conceive naturally. Exactly. Yeah, And don't beat yourself up if you can't. Mm. And mm. in fact, the thing is that egg freezing is not just like you go in, then you think what, they, they zap your eggs out and you're done. It's actually very similar to IVF. You right. got to get hormone injections, right. wait for the egg to grow. They put you asleep and mm. then extract the egg from you. It's not an easy process at all. Right. Which means that if you committed to that, it's, it's a commitment. Like yeah. You are sure of it. Mm. So now, let's help the women out there. Let's help our girls out there. Okay. If, let's say, they feel this societal pressure to be the ideal woman and their relatives impose mm. these expectations on them, what would your advice to them be? I would say, do whatever the hell you want to do and nobody has to know about it. You don't have to tell, say, your, your parents, your parents-in-law, your friends about your decisions because they are yours. So just do whatever makes you comfortable and just keep quiet about it. Oh, hot take. Oh. What about you, Jura? <laughs> Similar, mm. I do feel that you don't owe anyone an explanation. And I have always been on that camp. You want to do, you do, you own it. I think at the end of the day, you should understand that your choices has consequences. If you're okay with the consequence, do it lah, you know? Mm. And I don't think anybody's opinion should affect that. Absolutely. And to round off this episode, yeah. I have some great comebacks for you. Okay. If anyone asks you, hey, when are you having kids? <gasps> I'm okay. ready for this. Okay, ready, Hazy? Okay. Okay, Zuri, ask me. Jumena, uh, when are you having kids? Huh? Uh, actually, I'm still practicing. La. Wait, I have more, I have more. Ask me again, ask me again. Okay, that was auntie number one. Now uh, you want auntie me to Auntie number two. Girl, ah. Uh. Hmm, you... 26 already, huh? When are you having kids, huh? Oh, are you going to pay for them? <laughs> okay, last one, last okay, one. Okay, okay. Auntie Linda. Uh, Auntie, Auntie Linda, Linda hazy, hazy, hazy. Jeremy, ah. Uh. How old already? Your mother waiting so long already. When are you having kids, ah? Uh? Auntie, uh, I will have kids, ah, uh, when you stop asking me this question. <laughs> <laughs> There we have it. Write those down. Next Chinese New Year, you can shoot your relatives back with that one. Lah. I will try using them. <laughs> but I've been very lucky. Lah. People don't ask me. They don't dare. Oh, they don't dare. Because you dare. look scary. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Clarity's Make sure to follow us on Instagram at itsclarity.co for updates on our future episodes. That's right. You can listen to all of our podcasts on Me Listen, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you consume your podcasts. Don't forget as well, you can watch it in visuals on YouTube. Drop us your comments. We always read them. And don't forget to turn on your push notifications so you are notified every time a new episode is up. My name is Hazel. I'm Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And we'll see you next time on Hush. Bye from us, baby girl.